Hey, welcome to the Impact Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this week's message is a blessing to you like it was to us. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Hope. Hope. We find in the verse that we are going to be dealing with tonight that Peter starts off his letter to his church in saying that God has begotten us again to a living hope. Everybody say a living hope. A living hope. Now, according to Halley's Bible Dictionary, hope is defined as the confident expectation of what God has promised. Hope is a part of faith that deals with the future. I don't hope for something I already have. What good would that do me? The Bible tells me that if hope is seen, then what good is hope anymore? It doesn't matter. You don't have to hope for something that you can see. Amen. Hope is the ability to look at your situation. Despite how rocky the waves may be, despite how tough and resistant the oppressor is, hope tells me that one day it's going to be all right. That one day it's going to be brighter. Hope deals with the future. Hope deals with the part of your life that has yet to be revealed. The curtains are still drawn on it, but you know what's behind there. You say, no matter what happens today, tomorrow is coming. Tomorrow is a brand new day. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know, this is God talking. This isn't your mom talking. This isn't somebody that can't fulfill this promise talking. This is God talking. He says, for I know, God knows the thoughts that he has towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. So I want you to know right off the bat, before you ever formed and breathed your first breath of life, that God so ordained your future to be bright. Your future is not dark, young person. Your future is not up in the balance. But as long as you've got Jesus, your future is bright. As long as you've got hope in Jesus Christ, I don't care what this world does to you. It could shut the churches down. It could try to burn every Bible that's ever existed like Sister Megan was talking about. I don't care what this world does. As long as I've got hope in Jesus, my future is bright. And young person, I want you to understand that you may be going through some storms. You may be going through some tough times that you haven't told anybody about. But in the darkness of your life, you have thought, maybe this is it for me. And the enemy whispers in your ear saying, give up. It's over. You're cornered. Checkmate. Hope in Jesus tells me that the future is always bright. Because my Bible tells me that He is the bright and morning star. And I know Just like Job said as Pastor Megan taught us tonight, that though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Because in this body, I can face corruption and and tough times, but I know that my future's bright, amen. Does anybody know that your future's bright tonight? In Jesus, your future's always bright. My present may be dark, but my future is bright. I have hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What good would my hope be 
if Jesus just died. There's been a lot of famous people and famous revolutionists that died. But not one of them rose from the grave. Mahatma Gandhi died, but he didn't rise from the grave. Therefore, I can't have hope in him. I can't have hope in Buddha. Because Buddha died, and there's not tracks leading on the other side of that grave. Muhammad died. But what a sad place it would be to be a follower of Muhammad, knowing that he didn't rise again. Because I can't have hope in something that just pertains to this life. Because like Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if in this life only I had hope in Jesus, I would be of all men most pitiable. Paul's saying that if I just had hope in Jesus, that I'd have a good life. Man, when I die and I'm laying in an open cassock and all my family members are coming up and looking at me and saying what a good life he lived. He, he was successful. He, had, he, he, he was able to fulfill his dreams and his visions for life. Those visions and dreams die with me. But I'm telling you that Jesus is a living hope. Meaning that when I die, I don't have to wonder what's going to happen to me. But he went before me, the forerunner, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. And he paved the path that when I go, when the Lord sees fit, that I have a future. Amen. He didn't just die so I have a good life on earth. But my Bible tells me that if, everybody say if, I believe in him, that I have everlasting life. Come on, I don't want a good life here on earth. I want an eternal life in heaven, praise God. God will bless you on earth, but more importantly than that, He has given us an abundant life, an eternal life. And that is our hope tonight, because He rose again, amen. I could shut the sermon down and call an altar call right now, because all it was was Jesus rising from the dead and purchasing my salvation. Come on, it's not good enough that he just died, but he rose again. Praise God. That's a good place to say, thank you, Jesus. We'll get there. Praise God. The risen Christ is our hope. In 1981, there was a song that charted number 21 or 29 on Billboard's Top 100s. You can make fun of the name of this if you so choose to. I'm not going to say their name just for sake of humor from the pulpit of who released this song, but a song titled Working for the Weekend charted number 29 in 1981 on Billboard's Top 100. Now this song deals with working all week just to get to Saturday. And it's interesting to me that you'll find that this song became the anthem in every corporate office, every job site, every middle class clock in, clock out job. It became the anthem for workers all across the world. Because no matter how hard the week got, the weekend was coming. The weekend was going to happen eventually, praise God. That I could take a beating from my coworkers throughout the week. I could lift concrete all day and pour it and get blisters all over my hands, but I'm working knowing that Saturday is coming. You may not understand that now, young people, but one day you'll find yourself at 4 o'clock on a Friday tapping your feet, humming the tune to everybody's working for the weekend. Come on, don't act like you didn't hear that on Just Dance growing up. Praise God. But it's amazing to me that the world 
puts their hope in a weekend, puts their hope in a day that's going to come and then leave. They'll work all week just to get to a Saturday night where they can kick back and relax, all to do it again on Monday, to go back and slave away at work for another Saturday. And then you're back to Monday. And then you're grieving Sunday coming up because it's the last day. But come on, somebody. We don't have hope in a weekend. We don't have hope in a day that, 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 that we can mark on a calendar. The day that we have hope in is a day that no one but the Father in heaven knows. And that is the day when Jesus Christ comes back to this earth to redeem the world and to bring us with him into glory. Come on, this world has hope in the weekend. They have hope in another party. They have hope in another binge. On, 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 on. They have hope in, 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 in something releasing. But our hope is that one day our Savior is going to be seen redeeming us who believe and have hope in him. While the world puts their hope in a coming weekend, we have hope for a different kind of weekend. This weekend, this anthem or song, as I would like to put it tonight, the world has a song for working for the weekend, for what their hope is in. But our Bible gives us a song. And I believe the best scripture that I could find regarding your hope is found in Revelation chapter 21, verses 2 through 7. And the Bible says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. This was initiated by God. <clears throat> Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them. Come on, this last part. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more pain anymore. Neither sorrowing. For the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne of God said, write these words down. For they are faithful and true. I want to tell you tonight. The song could have charted in 1981 telling us to work for the weekend. Everybody just wait because the weekend's coming. A day off is coming. I am not hoping for the weekend. This world can throw its worst at me. The devil can try his hardest and oppress me. But again, just like Job, I will say, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Because a better weekend is coming. There is a better day coming. Young people... You may, be, you may be surrounded, you may be threatened, you may be going through the struggles of life wondering if you're ever going to make it out. I'm here to tell you that whether or not you make it out, you have hope in Jesus, praise God. Amen. I feel like preachers these days, at least ones that I would suggest you don't listen to, always try to find something new to bring to you. Something new that's, that'll help you get to Monday or something. I don't know. Something to, to itch your ear, as the Bible describes it. But I, I find it funny that God would give us a word. A word. Hope. Something you see on signs at Cracker Barrel. For those of you that went to Cracker Barrel this a few weekends ago, we were looking through all of the souvenirs, trying to find something that said faith, hope, and love on it. 
We got two out of three. Praise God. But in just a word, in just a word, you can bank your entire future. You can bank your entire future on what you have hope in. While every preacher is trying to find something new, God has given us a word to hold on to. This word isn't something new. It's not some new doctrine we've come up with. I need something that the saints of old used to get them through. I need something that the, 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 that, that the saints that have gone on to glory, like Brother Wayne. I, 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 of course, we're stingy on earth and we want them here with us. But because Brother Wayne put his hope in Jesus, he has seen his hope. He doesn't have to hope anymore tonight, praise God. He's not, he doesn't have to have faith anymore. But what he lived, how he lived his life, I want to know what he did. So when I face the trials of life, I can make it through. Amen. I need something that got Abraham to the point where he could lay his son down at the altar and say, if he dies, I know that God can raise him up. I need something that caused Moses to go through Egypt, to go through the wilderness with the children of Israel and their disobedience, with the hot sun beating down on them, saying, I know one day a promised land is coming. I know one day a prophet greater than I is going to rise up and rule his people. I need something that calls Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to go through the fiery furnace and say, God can deliver us, but even if he won't, I yet will not bow down to your image. I need something that can call, that calls Paul to go through the shipwreck, to go through the beating, to go through the stripes, to go through the stoning, to go through the near-death experiences by his fellow man. That is hope, my friend. That is hope that will get us to the end. Hope is our continuance. Hope is our continuance. I'm not waiting for things to get better here on earth. Because I've read my Bible. And I know that one day those scrolls are going to open. And the bowls of heaven are going to be released. It's not going to get any better. Hate to be the spoiler. But it is going to get better for those who have hope in Jesus. I'm not waiting for a new president to get in office. I'm not waiting for taxes to get lower. I'm not waiting for gas to get cheaper. I am waiting for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to step down back to earth and to call us back to Him. Praise God. Quit waiting for things to get better. Because for you, it will get better. Come on, and that's our job, to bring others. Say, it's not going to get better. You don't want to be here. You do not want to be here when Jesus comes back, if your hope is not in him. But come on, for those that have their hope in him, I don't want to wait another day, Pastor Josh. I'm not waiting. I don't want to get a new car. I don't want to get a new house. All that stuff can, is here today and gone tomorrow. But I want to be with Jesus and those that have gone before me, praise God. Come on, I know that's tough to hear as a young person, but come on, Paul said, when I was a child, I thought and acted like a child. But now that I'm a man, I have put childish things away. You need to put the childish ambition of trying to pursue athletics 
quit trying to pursue uh, success in this world. I am 100% for a hard work ethic because that is what the Bible teaches. I am not trying to be successful based on my own ambition, but according to the Bible in Colossians, when Paul said, in everything that you do, in word or deed, do it unto the glory of the Lord. So therefore, you are a good worker and you do get promotions because God is a blessing God. But I'm telling you tonight, you could pursue athletics. You could put your hope in a scholarship. You could put your hope in going to college. You could put your hope into going into a career and marrying this person and your friends. But I'm telling you at the end of the day, that hope will be in vain. That hope will not get you to heaven. I'm here to tell you tonight that the only good place to sow your hope and to lay your hope down is at the banner of the cross and saying, Jesus, take my life. My hope is in you praise God praise God I'm not waiting for things to get better I could lose everything and go to my grave smiling oh because I know what's on the other side of that casket it's Jesus and seeing him face to face oh glory to God the one who died for you the one come on there's not going to be any doubting Thomas is in heaven I'm going to know that's him I'm not going to be wandering around. Where is he? Because the light's going to blind my eyes. The streets of gold have nothing on the shining bright of the Son of God. And I am going to see him. Praise God. Woo. Come on, somebody. I don't need VIP access. I will see him. There's no, I'm not going to have to wait in line to see Jesus. He's going to come to me. Glory to God. What a thought. I feel quickened tonight. Woo. John says in his letters to his church in chapter 3, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we shall, we know what we, we should, it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I'm not going to stop at that verse, because that would not do you justice. The next verse says, And he who has this hope, purifies himself just as Jesus is pure. Come on, I don't just bank my hope and, and, and do like a buzzer beater and say, I'm putting my hope in Jesus and I'm going my own merry way. But the Bible tells me that he who has this hope in Jesus purifies himself through the word of God, through the spirit, just as by the spirit of the Lord, being transformed from glory to glory. I am not being lackadaisical, but I am purifying myself because I want to see my hope fulfilled. The power of hope. Like we said in our little cadence, faith is my defense. Hope is my continuance. It's how I keep going. It's how I endure. No one will continue doing anything if they do not believe the end justifies the means. I do not work at my job for the sake of Volunteer service. If I did that, I'm telling you, I would burn out in a week. I'm not getting paid to deal with these people. I'm not dealing with these people. I'm not getting paid to make Skyline cheese conies. This isn't the Salvation Army. I'm not just making cheese conies for everybody without a paycheck. You would burn out in a few minutes. But we, when we deal with working, we work because we know a paycheck is coming. 
We work hard because we know a promotion is ahead of us. We are okay with putting in the work because in our minds, we, the end justifies what we do to get there. We don't do this for volunteer service. So I want to convince you tonight that going and following Jesus is not without its payment. I'm not doing this to work for God. I'm not doing this to work my way into heaven. I'm not doing this to earn my salvation. But I am, God has put it in his word to follow him as a disciple. And in doing that, there is a payment. The payment is not uh, um, the prosperity gospel. The payment is more of Jesus, praise God. The payment is knowing one day, uh, knowing that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I work and labor for a paycheck. The job may get hard. It may strain me. But I can endure it because I know that the end justifies the means. People give me attitude all day and cause me to do all kinds of out of the ordinary things. But I know it's going to be worth it come Friday when that paycheck hits my phone. It's going to be worth it dealing with all of the garbage all week because I know that if I do it successfully, that it's going to look good and a promotion is ahead of me. Praise God. In order to continue following Jesus, I must have my hope in something that will cause me to endure. Like I said before, a girlfriend cannot do it. A boyfriend cannot do it. Sports cannot do it. Popularity cannot do it. Promotions cannot do it. Money cannot do it. As a matter of fact, studies show that money is a terrible motivator. Success cannot do it. Success is a terrible motivator. A situation not working out cannot do it. But the Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and every day I feel that cloud is getting bigger and bigger, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance. Endurance. The ability to keep going when the pressure's on. When the devil's at his meanest, it looks like. What happens when your parents finally file those divorce papers? Your hopes in a girlfriend, friend, you're in a bad situation. What happens when you don't get that scholarship to play basketball and your dreams of playing collegiate basketball and making your parents, parents proud are shattered? What's going to happen, friend, when your hope in a promotion or getting a certain graduate, a bachelor degree in this doesn't work out and your hopes and dreams are crushed? Oh, I'm telling you right now, if you've got hope in Jesus... I've been disappointed, Pastor Josh. I've been discouraged. But at the end of the day, I hear the cloud of witnesses saying, in the end, Brother Caleb, it's all worth it. I hear the saints like Brother Wayne telling me, Caleb, it is worth it. I hear Brother Gawley telling me, it's worth it. Keep going. Don't give up, young people. Don't give up. 
There have been so many Christians that have died knowing their fate, but they held on to Jesus to the very end because sword couldn't do it. The cross couldn't do it. Martyrdom couldn't do it. But only Jesus and hope in Him was able to get them through it. I'm here to tell you tonight, you might not face the grace of being a martyr. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer called it, the grace of being a martyr. What a brave thing to say. What a brave thing to say. The grace of giving your life for Jesus. We all may not face a sword or death because of our faith. But you will face death to yourself. You will be disappointed, young people. You will be discouraged. You will be upset. But I'm here to tell you today that if your hope is in Jesus, you can endure it all. You can endure it all. Cody, when you went through med school and you were all by yourself in Podunk, Virginia, working 30 hours a day, it wasn't the hope of a big paycheck one day that brought you through it. It was hope in Jesus that in Christ my future's bright. My present may be dark, but young people, your future is bright. Praise God. I can continue because I have hope in Jesus, which makes life worth the pain, worth the sorrow, worth the tears, worth the anguish, because one day I'm going to see Jesus, and it's going to make it all worth it. Come on, has it been worth it for anybody? Has it been worth it to go through the tough times? If we could stand tonight and if music could come forward. My message summed up in hope. Should the Lord cause me to, I'm not going to embarrass myself and say we're done preaching on hope. Because I said I was done, we're going to do one week of faith. But I'm here to tell you tonight. I know that you are going through things that a young person your age should never have to go through. Whether it be abuse, any form or fashion, whether it be the loss of a loved one, whether it be you're disappointed in people, your friends have forsaken you, I want to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up just yet. Don't cash in your faith because something didn't work out in your favor. Don't give up, young people. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, meaning hope that doesn't happen breaks your heart. It broke my heart when Ryan passed away because I was believing for a miracle. But I'm okay because my hope is that knowing I'll see Ryan again. Come on, that's the power of hope. I can keep going. You may be burnt out, young people, but I want to let you know that if you come up tonight and step out of your aisle in a step of faith, that's what an altar call is. We don't do it because it's sacrilegious. We do it because in saying, come up to this altar for this specific purpose, and you take a step, 
you are telling yourself, I am in agreement with what's going on. And you believe what's happening. But I want to invite everybody that feels burnt out, that feels disappointed, that may be going through a hardship, to make your way up to this altar tonight. And as the leaders come forward to pray for you tonight, I want you to put your hope in Jesus because it will get better. Life will get better. Because in the end, if all you have is Jesus, that was good enough for the disciples. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. They were okay with it because Jesus is worth it. Keep following Jesus, young person, because it's worth it. So don't give up tonight. And if you feel like you are this close to giving up, I want you to make your way up to these altars tonight to pray. Thanks for listening. If you were blessed or encouraged, go ahead and subscribe to the Impact Podcast and share it with a friend to bless them too. Connect with us on Instagram at impactym. And remember, you can have as much of God as you want. 